self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am severely disappointed in the state of Alabama. Ooh-wee! Also known as Calamity Red. We are Conversation Con Artists back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore On Point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we're still doing a listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account. Just conversationconartist at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, and send it to us that way. Uh, we did not get any letters this week, but I have two things that happened to me this week that I uh-huh. wanted to talk about. Yep, yep. So I, you know, I work for a nonprofit and I'm a therapist, as, as everybody listening know. Or if you knew, hey, we're therapists. <laughs> That's our regular gig. Um, and I got a call this week that was, I thought I was trying to like figure out like, is he serious or like, so this is what happened. I got paged. They were like, Hey, Reg, you have a call in this line. So I pick it up and it's a guy saying, uh, that he wanted couples counseling. I was like, okay. Uh, right now the people that I'm taking need to have DHR cases just because, um, I'm, you know, doing my counseling part-time and so right now i'm only taking dhr cases so i told him that but i you know i try to get some information to see where i need to make a referral to and i asked him what kind of issues he was having and because they're married in his marriage and he said well my wife cheated on me with a stripper and i was like oh okay now from his voice i could tell that he was white and he said yeah she you know my wife went to somebody's bachelorette party and there was a black stripper there and she slept with the black stripper and i was like oh okay um they ain't sleep (laughs) they ain't sleep (laughs) i was like that's okay that's yeah that's that's terrible and he was like, well, my mom told me that, you know, sleeping with a black man is a it's a regular fantasy of white women. Is that true? And I'm like, the fuck? I don't know. First of all, I'm not white. Okay, hold on, hold on. His white mama told him that? His white mama told him that. So oh, I'm like, what Lord your mama Jesus. been doing? <laughs> so I was like, well, sir, I don't really, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure that's true for some people, but I don't know how widespread it is. He was like, well, you know, I just don't understand. And, and this whole time I'm trying to let him know that I'm going to have to refer him. So, like, I have enough information at this point to make a referral. He has the insurance, to, you know, tell him to call his DAP. He kept fucking talking, though. And so he was like, well, and I mean, you know, we had already been having trouble in the bedroom. And I was like, oh, no. Um, he was like, and well... You know, she's always had an issue with the size of my penis. So I don't know if that's what it is. Why, if that was why she would sleep with a black stripper or. Little mushroom. (laughs) And this whole time I'm on the phone, like, the fuck am I. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what am I supposed to say to him? Like, this is the most weird fucking conversation. So he says that and 
you know, I, so basically I was like, sir, you know, like I, I initially told you, I'm only taking DHR clients right now, but you told me that you have insurance. So, you know, it'd probably be best for you to go through your EAP. You probably still wouldn't have to pay for it, but most insurance plans have a, a EAP where you could get therapy. Uh, it may be a certain amount of sessions or it might be unlimited. just kind of depends on the policy that whoever you work for has. Um, and he was like, I just, you know, I just... Is this do do bachelorette parties get out of control like that? And I'm like, I don't know. So I finally was just like, sir, listen. You know, you're wrapped up in all of these external things. The 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 thing that you need to be concerned about is that your wife was unfaithful to you. That's that's the focus. And so the fact that it was a black stripper, the fact that it was at a, a bachelorette party and that your penis might be so all of those things all lead to your wife. You know, it's not like this is going to explain it. Like, even if she did always have the fantasy of sleeping with a black man, does it make it okay for her to do that being married to you? So, you know, the folk. And so I asked myself, is she willing to go to therapy? And he said, well, she doesn't know I know yet. So you calling around for therapists? You hadn't even confronted her about this and told her that you know? So I'm assuming, because my coworkers kept asking me, well, how does he know? I'm going to assume that one of Becky's friends who was there snitched her out. Because I don't know how else, either that or the wife got in contact with the stripper outside of that. In the hood. But I feel like he would have said he found text messages or something like that. I feel like one of her friends was like, Paul. I didn't want to have to be the one to tell you this, but Suzanne was, you know, she had sex with the stripper. You know, things got and a little he wild. was black. <laughs> like, yes. Like, that, that's not, a, it's not enough that your wife, to, like, to me, that's like, that don't have to be added to the pot, right? <laughs> he, like, if somebody did tell him, they didn't have to add that he was black. <laughs> they could have just said, your wife did Slept some with things the with the stripper. Yeah. So I feel like the person telling them that knew that amongst their culture, the person being black is worse it's gonna have because a, yeah. they're black. Yeah. Yeah, probably Racism. so. That shit was so, like, and I've had, so I've had couples call. I've had people talk about infidelity. That's not new, but it's like having this white man call and it, he'd be so focused on the fact that it, Cause I'm I'm wondering that would he been as concerned if it was a white stripper? Like because it was a black stripper, then you lead into well, my penis is small, so maybe so. Like would that have been a factor if it was a, another white man? Would you have felt like oh, his dick must have been bigger? Or is it because it was a black man? Okay, let me let me retell the story just to clarify that I got what's happening. Okay, white man calls you. Yes, you notice he's white immediately. Yes, that's because of how he sounds. He has a very the whitest little nerdiest white man voice ever. Yes. Okay, is he frantic or is he like worried? Is he? He's confused. He's confused. He's very confused. Like he doesn't understand. This doesn't make sense to him. He's just I'm, very confused. What? He's not frantic. He's what not, is he confused about? Like either <laughs> you're not happy that your wife has some different meat, <laughs> or. There's nothing to be confused about. He's confused about her. So what I feel like is he was trying to already excuse the behavior, right? Either it's okay, it's because my penis is small, or okay, white women have a fantasy about a black 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 man, and she was she was encountering this black man, and so this is why it happened. Or I, 
I didn't know bachelor parties were like this. And I didn't I know, mean, yeah. You, if you telling me that this is what happens at bachelor parties, then, okay. then I get it. You yeah. know, the next time she goes to the bachelor party, I'll understand <laughs> what's, what's going on. Yeah, it was like he was trying to excuse yeah. the behavior to make it okay, more so than him being upset about it happening. Like I said, he kept... Tra- it's like, sir, it don't matter. It doesn't matter if it was a stripper. It do- I have gone to bachelorette parties. Like, just because she was there didn't mean she had to fuck somebody. So, like, all of these things that you're worried about or that you're talking about don't matter. Your wife had an extramarital affair with someone. Doesn't matter who. Doesn't matter where she was at. That's what the focus is. But he's looking at all these outside things trying to, like, excuse it or make it okay. That's what I got from it. Okay. So... You think he's trying to excuse the behavior already? Yes. So he before he because he hadn't even somehow he her. finds out yeah that this happened yes and because he was it was at a friend's bachelorette party bachelorette because they're already married so she just went to one of her friends bachelorette and it ain't parties. no like when you I imagine when you listen <laughs> I imagine when you're at a friend's bachelor party and it's a bachelorette party and it's a lot of people around and it's a stripper like it's no way to do that discreetly no. You know, it's not that <laughs> no, it's you not. don't. I mean, I've been to bachelor party. It's not unless like, you slip the slip the strip of your number and be like, like call, call me, me later. After. You yeah. know, no. Yeah. So everybody had to have seen this, and so somebody that was there, I'm assuming, told him. And the first thing he did was went to his mama yes. and said, "Mama, <laughs> my wife slept with a stripper at the bachelorette party, and he was black." And then mom, instead of being like, that bitch who cheated on my son, fuck her. Instead of her being like this, she's like, well, white women have fantasies about sleeping with black men. That's a regular thing. Okay, segue. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> what this makes me think is that not only does mama feel like this, yes. not only does mama feel validated that daughter feels like this. Daughter-in-law. But there has to be other women in mama's circle that feel like this yeah because that's your daughter-in-law like i can't imagine my son if my son came to me and told me that his wife cheated on him somebody cheated on my baby i don't give a good goddamn who it was i'm not gonna excuse that shit and be like well you know they have fantasy no bitch you cheated on my son that's what most moms would do because this ain't her mom this is his mom that's i would not do that as a father what do what be upset yeah you just be like oh like you chose a hell. <laughs> Fuck you mean? If you if you pick a sucker, <laughs> a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop, and you unwrap the package, and it all just fall crumbling to the ground. You didn't know it was tore up because it had a nice little wrap on it, yeah. but you picked that one. <laughs> My whole sucker, I picked the whole sucker. It was good. That's your mama. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's you. That's your fault. But you're not gonna be like you're not gonna excuse the behavior. And be like, well, wait, we have like that. That's just crazy I'm to me that his to mom. Say, I don't know what your threshold for accepting that kind of behavior is, son. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. If your mama cheated on me today, I don't know what I'd do. Really, <laughs> we've been in this for a long time. We produced you. <laughs> you know, we've had ups and downs. If she cheated on me today, I, I might not leave her. I don't know. I don't know what your threshold is. You're young. Y'all don't got kids. You ain't got nothing tying you up to her. But that's your decision. But, but you chose that sucker. But I, the fact that his mom immediately went to 
that or maybe she didn't immediately go to i wasn't privy to that conversation all i know is first thing out of his mouth after he told me it was a black stripper was that his mom told him that that's a common fantasy among white women to sleep with a black man he asking me this and he's dead ass serious is that true motherfucker i don't know i only sleep with black men i, I don't know i feel like the conversation <laughs> with his mama should have messed up more his day because I'm going to tell you right now, when he called her, he didn't expect for mama to say, "No, white women sometimes have these uh, these thoughts about sleeping with black men. Because people, oh mom, you, oh my God, yeah. are you too? Oh my, no. Not, have you slept? Oh, how many? Oh no. Did you sleep with one? How many have you slept with? Oh my God. Oh. Like that's supposed to ruin more of his day. He was very confused. That that was the tone of the whole conversation with him. I didn't get angry from him. I didn't get he. I would be embarrassed. He he didn't seem embarrassed because the thing is, what I found out later is after I got off the phone with him and I went to the lady to answer the phone. She was like, "Girl, as soon as I picked up that phone and he said he needed couples counseling, he was telling me something about a stripper. So he told the person who answered the phone, who's not even the person he needed to be talking to, about this." And she was like, no, 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 let me get the counsel for you. Wait. <laughs> so as far as this happening at bachelorette parties <laughs> in porn, yes, every time. Well, <laughs> I, Dancing Bear, don't look that up. I'm not going has to. Has taught me <laughs> that a bachelorette party it's always going to turn into some sexual shenanigans. Okay. I'm trying to be. I, I'm trying to be PC. PC for <laughs> those of you who have said that when we start talking about this stuff, it's uncomfortable. So, I have been to bachelor parties. I've never been to a bachelor party where somebody fucked the stripper. I have been to a bachelor party where somebody kind of jacked him off, though. Like it, it can get crazy. Was she single? Was she single? Yes, she was. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, let me just say this. Did she know what she was doing? I it was after she started doing oh, that. I, I was ready to go. I was so ready to go. I was so uncomfortable. I was ready to go at that so point. I was like, there, no. So let me let me <laughs> No, that's what Is you there that much appeal to having a stripper at a bachelorette party? I, for women? I think because Or it, is just the freaks in the room get live? I think it's just kind of that, you know, it's that uh, the thing you're not supposed to be doing. You know, like women, men go to strip clubs and shit. It's strip clubs everywhere. Finding a, a strip club of men for women to go, you know, that's a rare thing. So women don't really engage in this as much. And I think it's kind of that taboo. Like, I think everybody just kind of likes, oh, we, you know, we got a stripper, you know. I feel like it's Society more about that. Society told us we're not supposed to like yeah. this. Okay. We're doing it. Exactly. So I feel like it now for the freaks in the room though, yes, this it's a whole nother level. For everybody else though, I think it's just kind of this taboo thing you're not supposed to be doing and it's kind of like, you know, but for me, I went, I knew there was going to be a stripper. I was contemplating whether or not I wanted to go because I know like it's watching some strange man like roll around on the floor and gyrate and shake his dick everywhere is weird to me like it's just weird and so i was like shit i don't want to go but you know my friends were like no we need you to come and so i was like fine whatever and i was cool like i was fine up until she went up there and grabbed her a handful of dick and i was like wow really <laughs> 
it's things that bad out here for you that you you jacking off the stripper but whatever so they do get kind of crazy because like if you're somebody that's freaky like that anyway this is like the perfect environment for you you like in heaven so but if you're not somebody that's like that then you ain't uh, uh going to a, a bachelorette party ain't gonna make you do no shit that you wouldn't do normally so if his wife fucked that stripper it's because she wanted to fuck the stripper it ain't got shit to do with oh it's a bachelorette party got out of hand because i didn't been to him and i that don't make me do shit because they doing it okay i'm still moving <laughs> through the process okay so he okay we we got that out the way yes bachelor party yes if that happens okay. yes then we move to women white women like think about this anyway and he wanted me to answer that which okay. i could not and then that <laughs> moved to my penis might be inadequate because they've already been having trouble in, first you just said trouble in the bedroom and i i didn't know what that meant and i didn't want to know but then he felt the need to elaborate <laughs> and then that's when he let me know you know he didn't say his penis was small he said that she's always had a problem with the size of his penis so i don't know if what that means <laughs> See, th <laughs> see, this make me think of how <laughs> when you talk about how secretive and closed off the black community is with sharing stuff. Oh yeah, this man done let this out white man all of his insecurities, care everything. Give a shit. The level of open that he <laughs> is is like, and this is on the phone. Like I can imagine. I don't even want to know if I had scheduled them and he came in the shit that I would have heard. This is over the phone. He just telling me all of this, like. And <laughs> so, okay, so I have a theory. Okay. What I think is that I don't think that he's even mad. I think he's mildly intrigued. You think he wants to be a cuckold? I think he wants <laughs> to watch a cuckold. <laughs> I think that's what he want to do. I think that he. Okay, for those of you who don't watch, who don't dibble dabble into the world of pornography, uh, sexually explicit videography, pornography. That's a, that, that word got a bad rap. That, that word is like, but it's that's what like it is. retarded. <laughs> that word is like, you know, it's like it. No, porn. It has so much negative connotation to it. Okay. It's like you know. That's what it no, is. No, it's it's sexually explicit videography. I. That is, you know, so if you haven't doubled that in that, a cuckold is a very specific fetishized yes. situation for white men where they like to see their white women be sexed by a black male, which is referred to as a bull. And he's the cuckold. And the man is the cuckold. I think that he is trying to figure up a way to work on communicating that to her. Okay. Well, I definitely don't want to help him with that. So I'm glad that I was. So I, again, encourage him to call his, his insurance because the, where I work is a nonprofit. We're one of the only places that service people who don't have insurance. So I'm very hesitant to take on any insured clients just because y'all, they have so many more other options where I could leave that slot open for somebody who may not have any other options because they, they're uninsured 
or their insurance doesn't cover that particular thing. So, but what I what I imagine happening was he him coming in and asking me questions about black penises because once he saw that I was black, being like so, and I just didn't want it. Like I just felt like it was just going to be bad. It was going to be uncomfortable. I don't think it was confusion that you were hearing. It I think it was confusing. hesitance. It sounded confused. Hesitance. <laughs> I think he just wanted certainty that that's what happened. I think he. <laughs> didn't quite know if he should believe the information he got so he was like let me i mean i want to believe it because ooh, if i already know that she likes having sex with black men i'm in there like swimwear okay so he's like <laughs> do do women really do this at bachelor parties and I, I mean bachelor parties can get a little crazy yes check mark <laughs> mama uh she kind of slept with a black guy what's going on well sometimes we have those fantasies check mark yes <laughs> um my penis is inadequate this is might be what leads her to have sex with men that stereotypically we believe have big penises <laughs> um so i wonder if that's a reason that she went to another guy if so yes check mark i could not answer any of those questions for him and i told him that i said you know bachelor any situation depends on the people within it so like even if the bachelorette parties do get out of hand this is about your wife specifically it's not about bachelorette parties it's not about strippers it is about your wife but again it just seemed like he was trying to excuse the behavior you should have gave him some meat positivity i'm what no sir that nope. is your meat no it is yours no nope. it does not matter no nope. how big or how nope. little it is mm -mm. is what you have <laughs> and you own that i was not gonna do that you believe it you value no. yourself and every single part of you absolutely not why not no nah don't, don't you do body positivity with your I teens? I do do body positivity with my teens. That so, has not, as of yet, extended to penises and vaginas, though. Like, so, <laughs> that'd be weird. You don't tell your girls to check their tacos out every now and then? Why would I? I'm not their gynecologist. That's what a gynecologist does. You think your kids that work with you got a fucking gynecologist? Uh, yeah, a lot of them do. Because, or they go to the, um the health department either way because their parents take them and get them on birth control they do let them tell them that shit I'm no that. you the one need to be telling these kids they need to be inspecting their private parts to make sure ain't no extra bumps ain't no lumps they know what it's supposed to look like no really no you're not doing that no i'm not are you doing that with your kids yes <laughs> i got condoms in the car for the boys that i work with oh well yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't even think I'd be a lot. They probably freak out if I because. So what you have to right now anyway. Some of the kids wouldn't care, but right now the kids I have in my caseload, the parents would fucking freak. And I do mine in the office. This is I'm not meet with the kids like well, the parents. I ain't saying there. pass out condoms. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> in the least. Listen, if you're gonna have sexual, and I do it with weed too. Listen, if you're gonna smoke weed. We gonna give you some harm reduction information, okay? I just had a kid get some bad weed this week. He that was laced with something. He probably smoked some. He probably smoked some synthetic. What was the reaction? Um, he had to be hospitalized. He probably smoked some synthetic. That probably was not weed, or because even if it was like it would have had to be laced with a chemical that ain't even a substance that people use. It would have had to been some like some cleaning agents or some shit to lace to send you to the hospital. Otherwise, it was he got uh, hospitalized. <clears throat> it was some synthetic. But um, 
But yeah, it, I just try to give them harm reduction information. Well, this even is though a- we don't have a harm reduction model in Alabama for mm-hmm. dealing with shit. I let them know, listen, do not smoke a blunt that was already rolled and handed to you. Don't smoke shit that people just give you because unless you saw that shit rolled and smoked what they did to it. it, don't do it. The same thing for sex. Listen, if... I have if sex it, talks with them. I just don't tell them, like, go inspect their vagina or penis. I well, just, I mean, you need you need to. <laughs> well, they do I have any that are having sex right now. I got the girl that, like... Is doing oral and all of that and we had conversations about how stds could be spread that way yeah, but she, she has not had intercourse yet she can't just be putting any meat in her mouth yeah we she talked need about to be it. inspecting them things to see if well, there's any bumps now she's putting vaginas in her mouth because she's got a girlfriend so well same thing still get herpes on her lips she can we've talked about but it she need to be investigating smells and looking around to see if something don't look right that's what you you need to be telling them that if you ain't telling them nothing this else. what the, but this grown man i was not gonna give body positive by telling him that his penis is great i don't know i mean not over the phone no, i wasn't gonna do it listen maybe if you became he became your client i this would have been so this was a first um like i said i've had clients i've had couples that were cheating infidelity has happened I've had couples where the wife, I had a couple where the wife was the one who wanted to have sex and the husband didn't. She was like, he got low testosterone or something because I'm always trying to have sex and he don't never want to have sex. Um, but like, this was the first race, <laughs> race influence. Like, they white, the stripper was black. He wanted to know if black had anything to do with it. He wanted to know if black means that he had a bigger penis than him. What if he came to see you for anxiety and depression? And y'all worked together for four months until he told you this was why he had it. I mean, I'm not a sex therapist. Or well, you don't I, I have don't to be special. a sex therapist. I know, but like, I, I wouldn't focus in on his penis. I would just. I mean, but, it, you know, <laughs> it would still be a part of the dialogue at some um, point. It could be. It could it be a part of the dialogue. I don't know that I would make it a part. Because what you have to understand is and you i know i'm sure that you've experienced this too i'm a woman doing this with a man and so transference happens and i have a a lot to keep boundaries and so i have to be real careful with that kind of shit anyway because if you start i I do want to promote body positivity i do want to encourage i do want to make sure that i'm helping him help his self-esteem but you also have to be very careful because people you know people get that shit misconstrued <laughs> so when you when you're talking about like sexual stuff with somebody of the opposite sex, or even the same sex, i got lesbian clients i have to be careful you know you just have to be mindful of those boundaries just not even for myself but just so that they don't get the wrong idea and i don't do more harm than good so with a man having that conversation with him i have to be really careful about like <laughs> how i went about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because um i've had a client i had to refer out because he got a crush on me like and i I just couldn't work with him he 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 was not able to get past that and and all it was is because i had been encouraging but i'm encouraging because i'm your therapist i'm not encouraging because i'm a potential partner for you so you have to you know and you know that same thing with women with you you would have to be careful about having those kind of conversations with a woman who may or may not have, you know, people develop a crush on, we're, we're the person in their life that's supportive of them and that is non-judgmental and, you know, that can get misconstrued easily. So I have to be careful about that shit. 
Um, and I only had that one time where I had to refer because it just wasn't. He just it, we just were not going to be able to work together. And all the time I've done this, that's only happened once. But yeah, that call though was just. I walked out. I was like, "Did you have somebody call up here as a joke? Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, what the hell was that?" Um. So that's probably the weirdest phone call I've gotten since. And I mean, I have had people call about all kind of shit, but like his wife's fucking a black stripper and him having being, you know, insecure about the size of his own penis. That was new. It's a new new situation <laughs> for me. Um the other thing that occurred this week is my cousin called me and she got back on Twitter. I mean, uh, Twitter on Tinder and she went out on a date and I was like, you know, y'all know I've been talking about how I hate dating and I don't want to do it, but I really, I know I just, I got to make myself do it. So I hopped back on Tinder was swiping along, swiped on this 40 year old man. I'm going to read to y'all the conversation that we had. Now this is a very short conversation and I just want you to see how quickly this shit escalated. <laughs> Keep in mind, this conversation was had at 11.24 p.m., okay? So this is almost midnight. Uh, he starts, he says, hello, sexy, how are you? I said, I'm good, how are you? He said, I'm good, just bored, what are you doing? I said, just chilling at home, talking to my cousin, because I was on the phone with my cousin at the time. He said, want to do something fun? You are very hot. So right there, I'm already like, oh, this ain't going to go nowhere good, you know, like those two sentences together usually is gonna mean some fuck shit um sounds like something fun question mark and he said i would love to give you a nice and relaxing massage do you like massage i just didn't respond after that um why not what the fuck am i supposed like at that point i'm like he's crazy i'm not gonna you're supposed to activate troll mode (laughs) you supposed to come up with some you supposed to string him along (laughs) to a point where you be like nah bitch and then be done with it you know what i'm saying like you're not you don't supposed to just stop just get us some entertainment i guess i I could have because but I guess in the moment I was just like, this nigga, like really? It you first need, of all, you need to turn on your joker or your riddler smile when that <laughs> happened and be like, <laughs> I got a joke for you. It's eleven thirty at night and you talk about giving somebody massages you've never met. First, I could be crazy. He don't know. Like that You'd whole be like, Ooh, a massage sounds good. What are your credentials? <laughs> credentials? Yep. Just <laughs> keep going and keep going from there. Whatever he say, just Find a way to be an asshole a little bit more. I mean, I can do that. I'm you should good do at that. that. I'm good at that. I want to see what you're capable of. I want to see what you're capable of well, doing. Well, I'm back out on these Tinder streets, so I have plenty of opportunity because, listen, I'm telling y'all, like, there was a guy with a foot fetish. I sent that. I don't know if you saw it. I screen capped it. Uh, I'm going to read to you what. Because <laughs> I, I screen capped it because it was so cringy. So all of his pictures were pictures of feet. Uh, which I just uh, people who like feet are weird to me I don't, it's a fetish I don't get okay so his name is Mr. Soul Lover he's 34 years old and he he put his job as CEO at Toes and Souls 101 <laughs> 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 he 
Hello, I'm only here for beautiful and curious women who are interested in the foot fetish world. Feet must always be pedicured and maintained. No chipped polish, please. First timers are welcome. Please be respectful as I will be I will be with you always. I look forward to worshiping your goddess souls and toes. Please follow our page on Facebook, Toes and Souls one-on-one, as this is a growing business. If I like your profile, that means you may fit what I'm looking for. Please, queens, don't be shy. <laughs> That's his Tinder profile. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, wow. Well. <laughs> That's another fetishized genre. It is. In the sexually explicit videography that I happen to scroll up and down every yes. now and then, where a woman is handling him with her feet, Ugh. and feet I'm like, feet. how does that fetish develop? That's what that I said. What is necessary for you to? <laughs> That's what I, I said. mean. What did you sleep on the end of the bed with your mama? Or something? I don't know. With a feet in your face? Yeah, I don't that's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't know. I have no idea how that develops. Feet is weird. The way fetishes develop is weird, man. It is. You got to be careful with your friends and your you people, do. man. Like, you never know. You're raising kids, man. You just never know what's going. I I don't know if I tell. When I was an intern, when I was getting my master's, um, we had a kid come in. I did not see him. My supervisor did, but. His parents came in first. So he was Googling something, don't remember what, and somehow came across furrying and got addicted to furrying porn. And if you don't know what furrying it is, it's where um, people dress up in like mascot uniforms, like animals, and they have sex and they are attracted to other people in mascot uniforms. You use the P word. What P word? The, the, uh, the not good word. Sexually explicit video. I'm not that's stupid. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's too much. It's quicker just to say porn. He got addicted to furrying and the parents didn't know what to do because like his laptop was full of it. <laughs> but like it was a random he just randomly came across it, watched it, and it clicked with something inside of him. And so and my super actually I talked to my super my current cl- um, clinical director and on Thursday, I think. And uh, he has somebody who, and I don't know what this is because I told him, I don't think this is furrying. It's kind of, I don't know. They they do the same thing, but like this person feels like they're an animal. And I don't think that's a part of furrying. Is the... the that's a part of the genre. Is it? Feeling yeah. like an animal? Okay. There are subgenres in furrying. Because okay. I don't know if you remember, I showed y'all the picture of the girl who had her furrying personas. Mm-hmm where she drew pictures of her furry personas but mm-hmm. uh, then I met another girl on OkCupid who she always like had cat ears on all her pictures but she act she don't put on no costumes or nothing but she act like she's a cat like okay. a feline and I don't know if she expects the person she's with to be a cat too or if they're supposed to be a human I and don't know and be her owner yeah cause that's a thing too but that, that goes into those subgenres yeah. of that fetishized uh, well his person thinks uh, they're an animal and also engages in furrying behavior so see this um, is my thing about guys like that the reason they exist be- is because they can find women who's who, willing to have them come over and have a massage because there is a group of women who would like that interaction uh, but that gives them the boldness to think that they, they can do that with everybody <laughs> 
you asked me at 11 30 at night when this is the very first conversation that we've had about coming to give me a massage bitch bye like i watch way too much id channel like i the first time i meet somebody is not gonna be at night <laughs> and it's gonna be like at a coffee shop or some shit like i don't want you because i guys will be like i can come pick you up i got a car i'll meet you <laughs> like i don't want you to know where i live because all i know for all i know you're crazy so i don't need you come pick me up i'll meet you at the restaurant which restaurant we just need to decide on the time i will be there but like i don't need you coming to get me because i don't know if you're crazy yet or not i don't want you to know where i live shit uh, there was another guy who I screen capped. His name is Malik. He's 34. He put his occupation as drug dealer. Uh, he said, I'm I'm going to ask to call you or FaceTime you. Only interested in hood females. Don't care about your future business or what book you're reading. <laughs> Damn. He's honest, at least. I swear. I swear. If I was a pharmacist, I would definitely put drug dealer in my profile. <laughs> with a picture of me at work <laughs> he looks like an actual drug dealer though i Not imagine like, he does yeah I mean, he's like clearly. a street pharmacist for real yeah, clearly i mean but i don't know why you would put that on tinder and that you only want hood females he don't care if you read or if you have aspirations he looking Damn. for somebody to beat up on he is basically yeah so to steal their money <laughs> Hey, good them income taxes. I'm trying to re up. Let me get a couple of thousand. Basically, that's me. Well, look, I appreciate the honesty. That way, I won't work waste the swipe on him because I already know I'm not who you're looking for, player. I'm not a ride or die. I'm not hood. I do have aspirations and I read books, bitch. <laughs> so y'all, y'all are good. Y'all are good. It's good when you run into a dude that's actually stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, because he do stuff like after the first two sentences say you want a massage <laughs> you know it'll be worse if he pretended like true he I was the stand up guy and I just I all he wanted to do the whole month was to give you that massage <laughs> I appreciate the honesty like I said I didn't even like get upset or that. I was just like this nigga and I just didn't respond after the massage message this guy like <laughs> the fuck so those were the two interesting things that happened to me this week that I thought I would talk about in lieu of a letter since we didn't have a letter. Um, that call, man, that call was crazy. I hope he gets his life straight now. If he wants to be a cuckold and she with it, I hope, you know, whatever it is they need to do. <laughs> whatever it is they need to do. But I have a feeling that it's going to be a situation where they probably, she ain't going to be with it. I just feel like this was something she did and like never thought he was going to find out about it. She's going to be mad at Becky or whoever told on her because she's going to have to know it was somebody at the party. How the Which fuck else? one of y'all told yep. him? <laughs> one of y'all had to have told because nobody, how would he know? There's not, the stripper didn't tell him. <laughs> he didn't know the stripper. <laughs> so it had to be one of you bitches. One of you bitches called my husband and told him I fucked the stripper. Who was it? Um... But if you have a question, did you have anything that happened to you this week that you were talking about before? Nope. Okay. I went to a training. Okay. Okay. I went to a training. And this training was for working with black men age 18 to 29. Needed training. These dudes were so raw. Good. That's what you... So... I feel like that's the difference when something's catered to a culture as opposed to just like overall you you can get to the way that you need to. That's how you reach 18 to 29 year old men is being honest and real and not like clinical. Let me tell y'all something about the African American community. 
the limits are endless when you can approach somebody and say, as a professional, mm-hmm. and say, "What's up, my boy? You straight?" Yep. That reaches a long way. It totally. The does. problem is, you can't be white and say it. Nope. It's unfortunate, but you can't because it's gonna have the opposite effect. It's gonna have the opposite effect. You're patronizing them. You're pandering. Like it's not gonna come across the same. Yeah, like I was in juvenile drug court, and it was evident that some of the people in the room wanted me to know that they knew something about my culture. Um, one guy. Out of the blue, just told me he voted for Ben. He wrote in Ben Carson. <laughs> okay, the only reason you would ever tell me that is because Ben Carson is black. Not realizing that we don't fuck with Ben Carson. <laughs> True enough, but I know what, I know what his intent was. I, I don't, don't even think, fuck with that nigga. I don't think they know that I'm as black as I am. <laughs> but the only reason he told me that was because Ben Carson was black. He would not told me if anybody he wrote in was white. He would not nope. have told me that. Because the conversation we was having was some stuff Trump was doing, and I know that all of them in the room have voted for Trump, and were talking about the stuff he was doing that he disagreed with. So I didn't pick, I didn't get in on the conversation. Is it better that he wrote in Ben Carson and voted for Trump? I don't even know which was. Worse. He didn't vote. Well, he he didn't vote for Trump. He wrote in. It's not, but you know, for whatever reason, <sighs> another person assumed I had listened to Hamilton already <laughs> because it was hip hop. He had he started the conversation with me like I never knew Hamilton was as good as it was. Why you know? Um, are you interested in seeing? I said, "What is Hamilton?" <laughs> you have seen it or heard it? Not at that point. Oh, now, okay. subsequently, because of that conversation, you I did. went and listened to what the fantastic, amazing <laughs> experience that Hamilton is. Just listening to it, yes, on Spotify, fucking phenomenal. I swear to God, I've listened to it a hundred times. Oh, so and then before not, this you hadn't. I had not. He introduced me to it. And if I can go back, if if Lin Manuel Miranda could figure a way to make all history the that way, way that he did at Hamilton. Hamilton, it would be fucking amazing. The issue <laughs> is Hamilton is just a perspective of how Alexander Hamilton existed. Mm-hmm. Because the way other people would look at him as manipulative or narrow minded. This painted him as like a genius, and but it was a lot of opposition he had. Thomas Jefferson did not like him, so people who like Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton is going to be an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, John Adams did not like him, <laughs> so people who are John Adv- John Adams fans are not going to like Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So depending on your kind of allegiances when it comes to history, you may not like Hamilton, and it's a very biased way of telling the story. But I did learn a lot of stuff. In that, but it, he assumed you saw because you were black. He assumed I saw it because I was black, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't know. There's, and I, I'm not saying nothing behind this stuff, but in my head, this is what black people do. Yeah, we walk away with experiences that we know may be rooted in ignorance yep. and or racism, mm-hmm. and we have it, and white people don't know we have it yep. because it happens so much, it ain't even worth confronting. No, it's not. It literally. It happens so much that it just really isn't worth it's it. It's just not. It's you never would spend half your life fucking doing that if you did it every time it happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's subtle. And so when white people hear us saying little shit like Becky called a bar police or the barbecue, and they say, "Well, what's the big deal if you aren't doing anything wrong?" Oh, by, my God. And, and you know, 
I watched a video the other day where a guy, the police stopped at his yard. And he was minding his own fucking business. Minding his business. In his yard. And the dude said, with the dreads. Yeah. And was like, hey, Quentin. He's like, I'm not Quentin. And he said, yes, you are. I took him, tried to detain him, and was asking him for his ID. And he's like, I'm at my house. And, and you have no reason, no cause. Everybody would. Everybody in the comments say, well, if he would have just shown him his ID, he would have I'm at know. my fucking house. I this ain't going to show thing. you shit. This is the thing. It's not about the fact that if he showed his ID, it would fix the problem. It's the fact that if every police officer in that whole area could just come up to black folks, demand that you show their ID with no reason, probable cause is they shit. Yep. They wrote that shit in the rules. <laughs> they wrote that shit in the rules. So you need to have probable cause. Yep. And probable cause clearly can't be you look like somebody. Mm-mm. Because that don't work. That's racist in and of itself. His... his, his the partners when he saw it and the wife were both like they just both seemed like like he did not look anything like the whoever the fuck this quentin character was because he had a picture of him on his phone i guess quentin had a warrant i don't really know <laughs> but the officer had a phone out with quentin on there and it just was the most ridiculous but shit. it's the idea that you at your house i should not have to like i should be able to have all of the conveniences or all of the inconveniences of a white man yep and our society currently shows that we have vastly more inconveniences to our white counterparts yep and yes showing the id would have fixed the problem but if i just show you my id to fix your bullshit today I'm going to be having to show you my ID to fix your bullshit in 50 years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I would do in this situation because yes, a part of me just don't want the problem to escalate. And that's a part of me as a diffuser of bullshit. But the other part of me, we can't, uh, a part of me say, I can't let this fucking bitch get away with forcing me to do something. And he learned nothing from it. Nope. He get to continue to do this shit. And do it probably. I don't, so Whoever I don't know. the next person is he think look like Quentin gonna get it too. I don't know how I'm gonna do that. But the but, training is good that it caters to. But. Because you have to. Uh, so we had the guy who said that I was um, talking about Ben Carson. We had the guy about Hamilton. Oh, and we had the other guy. Um, He tried to give me. He gave me daps. He gave me daps. Successfully? Now, listen, I don't know if y'all know about... <laughs> yes. He successfully yes. did? All right. Yes. Listen, let me tell y'all something about daps, all right? <laughs> let me just go on and break daps down. Daps are com- complex. They are complex. Daps vary from person to person. Yes, they do. Example, when you look at Fresh Prince, a Will and Jazz had their little dap where they did a <laughs> thing. That, like, everybody had their own daps. Now, let me tell you about all the different daps I go through. I'm a big man. Big men have different daps, okay? <laughs> like, if two big men give each other daps, it's just different <laughs> versus skinny dudes because I can't flex all my da- Okay, let me tell y'all how daps go. So, you got you got daps where you just slap each other hand. Slide and... Slide and, and clasp the hand. Yes. And then pull back. Yep. Now, you're supposed to snap with the pullback. Yes. You're supposed to snap. If you pull back and don't snap... It's tell something about you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so an assistant principal at one of the whitest schools around here gave me all the regular daps in 
in the office. Okay. I was like, okay. He been interacting with them damn kids. Well, no, he's nah, at a white school. Yeah, this is like all the white administration. We did a whole little dap thing, and I, they was looking like, what is that? <laughs> we, we should do that. How do you teach me that thing you did with that guy? You know? Um, but if you don't snap, it means something. It means either you've been professional for too long or <laughs> it means something. But like every kid I do it with, we snap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a snap to me make me realize, okay, you you know about some daps. <laughs> then you got so another variation, and this is the one where I, where big man playing to the it. The one where you hit you like come. Yes, it's the same. Yeah. So you do the same. You started off the same way, Slide and you hands, clasp. But, you but pull instead it in. of pulling out and snapping, <laughs> pull you pull in. each other towards each other. Give that shoulders. Yeah. yeah. See, me being a big three hundred twenty pound dude, <laughs> I can't do that. How I would with skinny dudes, with big dudes, because you're gonna knock them over. Well, not knock them over because I'm holding their hand, but right? You're gonna, they're going to stumble. They're they going to feel look. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when I'm hooping and somebody come down to paint that's little and I just stand there. <laughs> they're going to have a fucking bad time. I ain't even doing nothing special. I'm just standing there. Like, skinny niggas be getting mad at me for just standing in the paint because they didn't change what they was doing. They ran straight into me like, oh, man. that ha-. Like, you ran into me, bro. Like, you saw me there. You made this. I don't know if you thought I was going to get out of the way or what. You know? So, with big dudes, like, we do a full pull in, boom, shoulder hit, and then, you know, slap on the back. Like, that's, that's yeah, what I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he... He did his white version of Black Daps with the snap, y'all. <laughs> and this man's 68 years old. What? This man old. I went to his Facebook to see how old he is. I wonder if he's been at black schools before he was at this school. And maybe he learned. Oh, this wasn't a principal. This was like he just been arresting black people his whole life. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what probably happened is he probably arrested. I don't think he he was arresting. I think that they were being arrested and he ended up talking to him oh, okay. he and communicating with yeah. him, expediting the process. Um, but on he the back end, up. probably still doing shit to fuck him over. Yeah, but, but he picked up some culture from that. Yeah, he picked up some culture from it. Like, So it's like that little shit that, that's going on. So this training was about how to apply. It's a manualized version of how to be a therapist and a professional and reach the African-American community. Mm -hmm. Because if you are a black, black person in white face in your actions, Oh yeah. mm -mm. You're not, they not, if you walk up like, Hey, how you doing, sir? You know, it's a a good day today. Right. You know, you know, um, Hey everyone, I'm good that you're here at this class. My name is Mr. On point. And you know, I just want (laughs) to let you know that we're going to get this done. We're going to do everything we need to do to get y'all all all this system. They're going to look at you like you a sellout and they're not going to trust you. That is, (laughs) that is the Eurocentric model that exists. It, it, It don't take into account like all, all models of, interacting with people in terms of these training modalities is about the research that uh, helps you understand how to apply whatever message you're trying to apply. It don't take into account the cultural aspect. It don't take into account the uh, post-traumatic slave syndrome. Mm -hmm. It don't take, which look that up. Um, It don't take into account all of the experience of the black community. It diversity ends up being an afterthought in all of those other trainings, but this one sounds like 
when these two dudes got ready to make this program, they said, let's make some black ass shit. Yep. It feel like that was the first sentence they made. <laughs> they said, and that was the core of what they decided to do. But you have to reach people where they are. Like, and I, and I realize that I'm able to do things as a therapist that like my white kind of parts cannot, you know, I, I make jokes with my, I I had an anger management person who every week her hair was different. Every fucking week, I, so when she come in, I'd be like, "Girl, I didn't even recognize you. You look like a whole different person with this hair." Now, if a white person had said that, it would have been offensive. Same thing. I've like got on the people like, "Why you got this bonnet on your head?" And you knew you was coming to my class today. <laughs> Why you come out of the house with that on? I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I have the ability to do that and it not be offensive. I have the ability to talk to them on a real level. And in doing that, I get so much further with them than if I came across, like, if I got real, like, hyper-professional. And they don't respond to that. You have to know your audience and and respond accordingly and reach them where they at. So, and I hate trainings, but this was one of the most engaging trainings that I've been in. If you're a professional, look up HEAT training. That's cool. It's um, habilitation, empowerment, accountability, therapy. And it just helps you. It's a whole manualized nine-month group running program, open group running program. So it's something that can constantly be, you know, moved around. It's, it's really good. That's um, cool. So that was my week. That was really significant. It was some, it was a judge in the training okay. with us, some probation officers some local people who own businesses from the community. It was a, there was a Latino cat there okay. from Denver, Colorado, who was tatted all the way up, <laughs> all the way up. His head was tatted, Damn. like every bit of his head. The only thing you could see was his face. And prison. he was extremely white passing. And Gotta be prison. I, I thought he was white when he got, when I got, I just thought he was the white dude in the room. Oh, um, he happened to be Latino. He's Latino. Uh, he don't like the term Latino. Um, he identifies as Chicano. Okay. Um, so, yes, he spent 20 years in prison. Um, the tattoos. That excessive amount of tattoos is usually in He spent a significant amount of time using substances. When he was there, he said, I'm six years out of gangs, seven years out of drugs. Damn. And, uh, He's from Denver, Colorado, right? This is, you know, weed capital now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chicano, he said that his grandparents were full blown. I don't know what group. It was some like Spanish speaking group. Mm-hmm. And he said that Chicano usually means that his grandparents decided not to let him learn Spanish. Okay. He was white passing, and they wanted him to assimilate as as best he could. Because he would have a better time. So he said the Chicano population are people that are of Latino heritage, but don't know Spanish. Okay. Because there was a big move amongst the, uh, the uh, Latino culture to not teach some of their kids Spanish so that they can integrate into America. Because when he talk, he don't sound like he have any bit of Spanish even lingering there. That's why he's saying white mm-hmm. when we first. And he said the time he spent in jail was a lot more complicated because they threw him in the Spanish populations because of his name. Mm, 
and I'm sure the Spanish people weren't with it. Yeah, not only that, he said it's like three different Spanish groups mm-hmm. there because he said Mexicans are their own thing. Every other every other Latino group, they don't fuck with Mexicans. Yeah. I but, learned that. I have a Puerto Rican I had a Puerto Rican client who her baby dad is Mexican and her family fucking hates it. Sheila. Anytime somebody would call Sheila a Mexican, this is my college roommate that oh. we both know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Puerto Rican. Anytime anybody refer to her as Mexican, that's the worst thing you could have said. Yeah, like, they don't like that shit. So he was telling us <laughs> that in prison, Mexicans are their own thing. And then he said it's two more groups. I can't remember the breakdowns of who's in the groups. Mm-hmm. But one of them crazy. They do their own thing. They really, really isolated. And one of them is... um. One of them is the group that they threw him in. Mm. But he was like, uh, and then it's a group to others. Like he had to be like isolated from all of them and his own thing because he he couldn't understand nothing they was talking about. Yeah. Um, but it was a really good training. It just had a diverse group of people that helped me learn some stuff about myself in this little training. Or at least helped me ask some more questions about myself because this was about black fatherhood, mm. about being absent. Um, and he had us write a personal narrative about our lives mm-hmm. and a program that we would create from that. And all I thought about was when I was early, my daddy got took away from me and my family because of his own drug dealing and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's cool. He made his own decisions, consequences from the decisions. But our our government, our system, our state does not care about the ripple effects of what happens to a family after the mm-hmm. money breadwinner <clears throat> is taken away. Yep. And so we went deeply into poverty after that. Mm-hmm. And nobody cared. Nobody cared because it's like they treated my mama and everybody around like accomplices to his crime. You know, not realizing that this kid is going to be out here without any resources or anything. You know, so it was a really good training. A good week. Cool. I hate that I miss seeing some of my clients, but it was still a good week. Okay. Well, if y'all have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. And because we were talking about the black experience. Let me add something real quick. Okay. When when this show goes out on Monday night, I'm also going to create a Facebook post that uh, if you are having any thoughts during this episode i would like for you to go and put some comments on that on that post um clearly you don't have to but we i'm trying to find a way to get more engaged yeah you know and i'm deeply engaged when somebody writes Mm -hmm. i have a conversation with you we go back and forth and so i just want to see if you know anybody listening would be so kind as to you know, go to Conversation Con Artist's Facebook page, find that post that I put up once the show come out, and let's get engaged. Uh, later in the show, we're going to have like a question exchange. It's some just random questions that mm-hmm. we're going to be asking. And if anybody got some responses they want to give, let's have that conversation. Um, what you got? So Black Twitter, it's I love them so much. They always have these things that go around, and this kind of goes in hand with what we were just talking about. I okay, what talking about too the real nigga dissertation. Yeah. Yes. So somebody tweeted out, "What would your real nigga dissertation topic be?" Now, for anybody that hasn't had to write a paper or hadn't had to read like um, research-based papers, a lot of them will have topics like. Uh, you know unconditional positive regard implementing how to implement Carl Rogers theory like it'll be some shit like that so these are supposed to be real nigga dissertation topics 
Um, my homeboy said, "What's up? Courting and networks among black men. <laughs> when the street light comes on, I look at parental fears in urban environments after dark. Where y'all at? Discourse on timeless and transportation efficiencies within the black community's cultural experiences. <laughs> yes, I do have McDonald's money. A discourse into financial self care, even if the bill is not enough." <laughs> They up under the sink in an examination of plastic bag recycling in the black community. I have so many plastic bags. Like I have a whole mm-hmm. pile. Do white people do that? Is that just us? I'm curious about that. Cause my mom did it. So I do it like all the Walmart bag, whatever, but I make a pile in case I need a bag <laughs> for something or for our, you natural women. Sometimes if I'm out of um, shower caps and I need to deep condition my hair, I'll use one of those. Because it works the same way. It keeps the heat in there. The same shit. Um, that's my play cousin. Kinship ties and blood bonds within the African-American family. <laughs> Based on my prior study, no, nah, she's just like a sister to me. Unrecognized polygamous relationship bonds. <laughs> See, what had happened was a comprehensive treatise on the art of storytelling within the dysphoria. Uh, alternate title, I ate so boom. <laughs> <laughs> After everything I did for you, mapping how parental guilt shapes black parent-child relationships. <laughs> Who is Boo Boo the Fool? An in-depth look at black urban legends and folk tales. <laughs> Close my door. You letting up, you let my air out. An in-depth look into home sustainability and energy practices in the black community. You running up my light bill, examining utility management and teaching children fiscal responsibility. Take the chicken out the freezer. An examination of how black children learn to take individual responsibility for community welfare. <laughs> I'm not one of your little friends. A deep dive into the development of child-parent relationships throughout adolescence to young adulthood. A look from across the room, how black people build community in a sea of whiteness and how it can build camaraderie or not. Um, is that, was that the last one? Yeah, that was the last one. People in the um, comments had some that were pretty funny too, but I, I just think it, that goes into like <laughs> being able to recognize those kind of things. Like again, uh, I ain't one of your little friends. I feel like it's something every black person has heard from them. It's like we have my mama wasn't like that. Oh, my mama was definitely. Like, I ain't one of these little that. friends out here. Um, my mama was like, Jesus, <laughs> we're going to church. Come on, let's practice this song. I wrote a new rap scripture for you, <laughs> mama. Mama was quick to let us know that she wasn't one of our little friends. You didn't even have to say nothing disrespectful. You, if, if she. If she in her mind felt like it was not an appropriate thing for you to say to her as as your mother or as a parent, I ain't one of your little friends out here in these streets. My, I came <laughs> up with I came up with one. It ain't about a quote. It's just about a dynamic in the black community. Okay. It's called Salt or Sugar, a dialogue about the breakdown of close relationships due to grits preferences. <laughs> yes, because that <laughs> is a huge thing. Anybody who puts fucking sugar in their grits is disgusting. Why would you do that? Why would you have sugar and grits? That's not a thing. That's not okay. Salt and butter belongs in grits. That's it. Salt. Somebody else had, for real, for real, the history of word repetition to create emphasis and significance and storytelling within the black community. Like, for real, for real, though. (laughs) See, it's been done over time, but um, one of these Instagram dudes, what is it? Big... 
Oh, I can't remember his name. Big Man Davis, maybe? I think his name is Big Man Davis. He be doing them videos where he be like, uh, Big Fella. We talked about it on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. But um, he, he brought that out to where it's like deeply went into the culture even more now. The, for the repeat, the yeah, repetition. The repetition. <laughs> oh, you big, big. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's put that in his comedy, so it's like bought out that it was already a part of our culture. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong, but ain't nobody ever monetized it. Yeah, you know he, he he monetized it. This now. one is hilarious because it's true. Come down and eat. The use of food and amnesia is a replacement for apologies in the African-American parenting experience. <laughs> like, they whoop your ass to feel bad, and instead of, like, talking to you about it, it's like, come get this food. I fixed you a plate. What? I don't want no goddamn Ha-ha <laughs> Davis. Not Big Man Davis. Ha-ha ha ha Davis. That is me doing research to make sure that I'm not giving y'all bad information. <laughs> I just find it funny. Diving into the exposure of folly amongst our familial and romantic interactions. Because if somebody started off a sentence with, you know, I just find it funny how. <laughs> it's not going to be a good conclusion to that sentence. Um, I see you are looking to positive reinforcement in the black community. <laughs> see you that, out there doing your shit? Look at you. That's, that goes into that black man dialogue. <laughs> like, I see you, player. <laughs> Instead of saying stuff like, I'm proud of your accomplishments and to see them brings value to my experience with knowing you. You can't say shit like that. You got like, I see you. I see you. But like that, like that's the essence of what that training I went to was about. Like knowing what the language is, knowing what the dialogue is. But this go, like it's so, every time I see these things that go around, it is so amazing how black people from every corner of this country have experienced a lot of the same shit in their upbringing. <laughs> like culturally, our parents said, did some of the same fucking shit no matter where it is that you live in. And so you can get on Twitter and somebody can say something and you like, my mama said that to her, you immediately recognize it. Like that's just amazing to me. And it just shows how in depth or how deep within our culture this goes. And so that it is important in working with people to be able to reach that because it's such a widespread thing. Like even the bag, like I literally, all of these things, I immediately knew what they were talking about. Wasn't no question. Like <laughs> there was one that said, you smell like outside. My mom used to say that shit all the time. We never knew what it meant. Like we would be outside playing and coming. Y'all smell like outside. What does we were outside? So I don't know <laughs> how to respond to that. But like, it's just, it's so amazing how like those kind of tweets, those kind of like um, things go around and everybody adds to it and we just all get it. We all know no matter where you come from, I don't know any of the people that made those tweets, but again, all of that is recognizable to me. And it just shows how much you can utilize that in making connections with people when you do work like what we do. Um, it's just, it's just cool to see so i just wanted to share that why because i thought it was fucking hilarious and i was dying laughing at some of these because i remember having to read all of them fucking research papers in grad school and undergrad and how the titles were very similar to that they would have something kind of like simple and then it would be like this really in-depth description of whatever it was so that was just cool to see so i just wanted to bring that up and it went along with what we just talked about too so The only thing I got to talk about is Alabama <sighs> and God. Alabama bullshit. Uh, if you are not aware, Alabama just passed the most restrictive 
legislation regarding abortion and uh it is problematic it essentially says that a woman can't have an abortion after six weeks and there is no inclusion for if rape or incest happens in that now keep in mind that this is alabama this is a southern state where a lot of the rest of the country already thinks a lot of incest and shit happens here you then protect the idea of incest by saying if somebody gets pregnant because of this you're gonna have that fucking baby anyway i just and they make it illegal so there are repercussions there there are legal repercussions for if you do go have one that could have you in more hot water or get in more jail time than the person who fucking raped you do you know how ridiculous that is how disrespectful that is to women you mean to tell me that if i decide i don't want to have my rapist baby i'm gonna get locked up for more time than the, the nigga that raped me that because that makes sense that's okay alabama and it was what 12 13 white men <laughs> that made this decision <laughs> that voted on this none of whom have vaginas or the ability to have kids listen it's the most ridiculous shit ever i just want to talk about some things regarding abortion and kind of the origin but the first thing that i want to talk about is the christian origin of the abortion debate there are plenty of times in the bible where catholicism is much more extreme on exemplifying these moments but where something bad happened if you spilled the seed if you pulled out or if you spilt your semen in any way that led to a woman not being pregnant mm -hmm. it was a problem and catholicism took that idea and indicated that any time yep a sex is to be had it's it should be reproduce. had with a woman and it should be had in a way that can have a child yep. and that child should be born because that child has been um spoken about in the bible as a gift from god mm-hmm but I don't know if y'all knew that there was an abortion in the Bible. I did not know that. And um, that's weird. <laughs> now, this is the new international version. Okay. Go read any version. Got the same type of shit in it. I'm going to read it. What, what verse book? Numbers chapter 5, verses 11 through 31. God damn. That's what? <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all what it's saying after this. All right. 11 through 30. I don't think I'm going to read all of it. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, if a man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to him so that another man has sexual relations with her and this is hidden from her husband and her impurity is undetected since there is no witness against her and she has not been caught in the act. And if feelings of jealousy come over her husband and he suspects his wife and she is impure, or if he is jealous and suspects her, even though she is not impure, then he is to take his wife to the priest. He must also take an offering of a tenth of Epa of barley flour on her behalf. He must not pour olive oil on it or put incense on it because it's a grain offering for jealousy, a reminder offering to draw attention to wrongdoing. The priest shall bring her and have her stand before the Lord. Then he shall take some holy water in a clay jar and put some dust from the tabernacle floor on into the water. 
<laughs> After the priest has had the woman stand before the Lord, he shall loosen her hair and place her hands in the remainder offering, the grain offering for jealousy, while he holds, while he himself holds the bitter water that brings a curse. Then the priest shall put the woman under oath and say to her, if no other man has had sexual relations with you and you have not gone astray and become impure while married to her husband, may this bitter water that brings a curse not harm you. But if you have gone astray while married to your husband and you have made yourself impure by having sexual relations with a man other than your husband, here the priest is to put the woman under this curse. May the Lord cause you to become a curse among your people when he makes your womb miscarry and your abdomen swell. Wow. May this water that bring a curse into your body so that your abdomen swells or your womb miscarries. Now, I'm not a Bible scholar. If you know from my dialogue, I don't know full religion like that. So... Don't know. But if you are a person that dibble dabbles in the Bible, read that, find out about it. And if this ain't a miscarriage or if this ain't abortion, let me know. It sounds, what it like, sounds taking like the pill. What it sounds like <laughs> is a husband, in order to find out whether his wife was cheating, God told Moses to tell the Israelites to take her to the priest. And the priest gave her some liquid that was cursed. And she drank that liquid. And to get rid of and the baby if, if it was she, not her husband. And this is the thing. If she's impure, meaning she had sex and got pregnant, mm -hmm. it would terminate the pregnancy. But if she either didn't have sex or had sex and didn't get pregnant, then nothing would happen. <laughs> this is what that verse sounds like to me. Yeah. That sounds like an abortion in the Bible. Yeah. Not only does it sound like an abortion in the Bible, it sounds like something that God directly told Moses, who took him to a who he took to a priest to perform. So this goes back to the idea that people pick and choose out yes. of the Bible what they want to value. One in politics for political expediency. Because they're only doing it because it brings value to their political platform for the people that will vote for him. And the thing about Alabama being a one, uh, uh, being a, a state in the Bible Belt is that there are a lot of single issue voters. Mm -hmm. There are people who are going to vote for the politicians based exclusively off of this. Mm -hmm. And this legislation does not help anything. Now, that's just addressing the Christian component of it. Okay, I think Christians are the most deep advocates in terms of pro-life, but I'm just not comfortable calling them pro-life. Because my issue has always been that they just want to get the baby here. That's it. Like the baby get here and then fuck it, y'all. You figure it out from there. They like, are pro-birth. <laughs> yeah. They are not worried about figuring out how to feed nope. a child once they get here if they are a part of a family. Provide education for them. If they are part of a family that did not want that child, they are not going to figure out if the family does not want that child and decides to give that child up for adoption. They are not pro finding out what to do with children in an overrun foster and adoption system. Nope. They are not pro trying to find out how to educate these kids. They are not pro trying to figure out if those kids are brown, how to get them into a school system in which they have be better educational opportunities. Yep. They are not pro if this child starts to commit crimes. How do we figure out how to reduce that crime through that child that we forced to be here to help? They are not pro-life when it comes to a child that has made those decisions 
because they were forced to be here. They were part of a family that were unwanted. They didn't know how to manage in an adoption or a foster system, and they end up doing crime and end up in a situation where somebody gets to choose whether they live or die. And those same people who said I'm pro-life are conveniently no longer pro-life at this point. Yep. Because they support the death penalty. So you are pro-birth. Yes. All that's these all people cares are pro-birth the baby here. and yep. not pro-life. And it's a lot of rhetoric going around calling everybody else on the other side pro-abortion. Nobody is fucking pro-abortion. Nobody is pro, I want babies to die. That's just <laughs> not how that shit works. They are not. People are pro-choice. The individual is supposed to be able to have a choice yep. about what to do with their body. And that's a woman. So you can't still you can't be the same party of independence and you know the government not being in any of our decisions, but be okay with the government being in the decision of what a woman can do with her body regarding a birth. And to leave out exceptions for incest and rape are just barbaric and ridiculous. To say that even if you're raped and you get pregnant by your rapist, that that baby still deserves to live and we're, you know, you can't kill that baby. Like, what? So, fuck her and what she went through or what that will mean for her. And that child, the child being a reminder of a, a very traumatic incident. Like, all of these things, no, don't care. We just want babies born. Get them here. Doesn't matter. Just get them here. Now, when they get here, we don't give a fuck. Because they're here now and they're your problem. But we want them here. Another reality is if they thought, if they think that abortion is going to reduce the amount of abortions that happen, <laughs> these dumbass motherfuckers don't know why abortion, the abortion laws were even created. Because people are still going to go, it's going to be a lot of people dying. It's going to be back alleys. Mm -hmm. It was not legal at some point. Yep. People were dying. Yep. Women were dying. Yep. Women were not having access to health care. Women were not having support when they came to the hospitals with the issue of trying to have a back alley abortion. Yep. So America had to address the epidemic that was no health benefits for women doing that. And that'll still be exactly the same thing but that see, will happen. But see, this is where the problem lies. The problem is the depth of how the conservative Republican mind is when it comes to this is that they believe that birth happens, uh, birth as a concept happens early in life. Like it's more so about the concept. Of, so when you put that seed in a woman to them, that's when life starts. That's when life starts, not because science says that it's a life, but because the concept of life has been accepted. Because God has started a plan in which a whole person is going to come from that. It's about the concept of life. So to them, they don't look at any of those external factors and say, this is why this happens. They look at those external factors and say, this is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's a fucking problem. Now, the biggest rebuttal that pro-life people have that is the biggest pain in my ass is that women use abortion as contraceptive. How many fucking times do y'all think they having sex? <laughs> 8% of abortions have been more than three. Only 8%. Only 8% of abortions 
have been three or more. So where are all of these women that get an abortion every single time? And the thing about it is the the risks that come with abortion may mean that the very first time that you go, you that might fuck up some shit and you won't have the ability to get pregnant anymore. So even if there were more people who wanted to, it may not even be an opportunity where they are able to because just the procedure itself has a lot of risk associated with what it does to your reproductive system. Not only that, do y'all know how much an abortion costs? Yeah. Abortion costs three, four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. To use something as a contraceptive, if a woman has sex a hundred days out of the year, which the rhetoric make it sound like they have a whole bunch of sex that they using abortions for. Yeah. We just out here fucking all the time, apparently. They would need thirty thousand dollars to have that many abortions. <laughs> thirty thousand fucking dollars. To have that many A abortions. lot of these women don't even make that yearly. They don't. <laughs> they don't alone. make that yearly. <laughs> the fuck? So that's really, really silly. Not only that, they make it seem like a youthful, you know, inexperienced people. No. 50, over 50% of the abortions are performed on women over 30 who yep. already have children. Yep. Who didn't want another one, who don't want to start over because their kids almost out the house. Like, this legislation is punitive this legislation is not about fixing a problem this legislation is about this is how we see the world we want y'all to see the world and the reasons that we're going to use is we're going to call you murderers Mm -hmm. and we're going to put you in jail if you don't look at the world the way we look at the world yep because statistically this will help nothing Mm -mm. It's gonna make it what like of all think about if every single birth that occurred goes for full term and the babies get here and these women who were raped incest don't want the babies give these shit. Do you know what the foster care system is gonna end up looking like? Adoptions and all that. Like it it's not going to make because I don't know why they think that the fact that they won't be able to legally get an abortion means that this gonna make people have sex less or I don't know what they think is gonna happen but back alley abortions are gonna be a thing again listen they don't care they don't care they're not even voting on that they're voting their moral conscience the only thing that this legislation does is tend to the fact that there are people who live here and morally don't feel comfortable existing with people that will make a decision that they don't think they don't happen. agree with you could not know anybody that ever have an abortion you can communicate to your children that you don't want to have an abortion you cannot even have been to an abortion clinic the idea that this exists and i exist around it to them makes them complicit enough to say we don't want nobody to do it we don't want nobody to do it I, even if i don't see them even if i don't hear them even if i don't know what they look like i i i can't let them be able to do it and that is fuckery you as long as you don't feel the impact of what you're telling somebody they have to participate in you're okay with it because you can look up a laundry list of senators that are uh, anti-abortion but have pushed their lovers to have abortion i'm sure because they don't want to fuck up their marriage that shit is okay when is you when you under the fire 
But if you feel like it don't have nothing to do with you, it's okay. That's why a family uh, that live in a little rural city where they can just go to church and read their Bible in the home can sit there and vote for legislation like this because they don't feel the impact of it Mm-mm. in the inner city. They don't feel the impact of it when it comes to poverty. And not only that, but they are not interested in finding solutions related to those things that normally push people into this situation. Nope. Sex is a coping mechanism. Coping mechanisms are used when people have trauma. In our society, trauma is invoked when you are living in poverty. The uh, subjugated groups in our society were pushed into poverty because they're not white. So this is happening amongst a lot of groups. Yep. And not only that, but it happens to, like white people get more abortions than black people. Mm-hmm. If you were thinking in your head, oh, this is a black thing, percentage wise, black people get the shit into the stick and everything because of how our society is made up. Mm-hmm. But numbers wise, it's so many white people getting abortions. This that same shit as the welfare queen, queen yep. shit with Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. where Ronald Reagan they put pictures online. Uh, talking about welfare, making it seem like black people would just black women were going out and buying fucking fur coats with welfare and shit, and it changed the white perception of what welfare was to an entitlement, something that you would get from the government just so you can be rich, and that's not what it ever has been, and that's not what it is in the community. Go step into the community where people are on welfare. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to say, well, you got a big screen TV. Mm-hmm. Are those new shoes? Like the way that they expect people to live out here and their lack of willingness to do something about the conditions that people live in that push them into this shit. You're not fucking pro-life. You are pro-birth and only for your own moral expediency. Expediency is my word of the day. I like that <laughs> shit. It's the only reason you're doing that shit. And... Unless you got something else on this, I'm done with it. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I was just very disappointed because when we make national news, it's never for no positive shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got splashed all over the country for some bullshit. And that's what Alabama does. We the bottom, all the stuff we should be topping, education, jobs, bottom. Bottom of we everything. Should, you said we should be the top? As far, I mean, that if if you gonna worry about something and want to be this known for some shit, it needs to be because you have a great education system for the people that the living these lives that you say you care about. That that it should be that as opposed to we being known as the state that don't give a fuck if women get raped or not. Have these babies. I think these southern states creates the best people because. You got to be a determined ass person to get out of this bullshit ass shit that the state systems got you in. You in a state that's fit dead fucking last. Mm -hmm. Alabama's dead fucking last in education. Yeah. We last in a lot of shit. Us being successful is on our own fucking merits. It is. (laughs) We figured out how to get on the cliff without a goddamn ladder. (laughs) You can't really get on a cliff with a ladder. But y'all know what the fuck I'm saying. You know what he means. You know, that's nothing against. But the, I mean, at the end of the day, we the same level of smart as people in the state with the number one education. We just more resilient. Yep. We just understand what it looked like to not have shit. And the schools I go in today. So let me tell y'all, I, I go into the schools I teach. I don't teach. I counsel. Kids. <laughs> um, 
the school on the rich side of town all get a Chromebook and got their books on either a computer or yep. on an iPad. Yep, yep, yep. They got yep, yep. electronic devices assigned to them. They got those, um, what do they call them boards with... Uh, smart boards. They got smart boards. They call Google something. Classroom. They use Google Classroom. Let me see. Somebody asked me about it the other day. A teacher I know was trying to connect her X, uh, Xbox to it. It's a Promethean okay. board. Oh, okay. Yeah, the really good schools got Promethean Damn. boards. And I go to the poor side of town. I go to J.O. And, you Outdated textbooks. The books we used to get where you had... Uh, they had that stamp on the inside and you write your name in it and the year. Mm-hmm. It's overflowed. It's ten years it's ten years worth of people. And that names. information's not even correct anymore or accurate because stuff changes. Ten years worth of people names in them books. Shit is ridiculous. It's sad. And we sitting here and these motherfuckers is sitting over here acting like they are fucking pro life. Mm-hmm. They ain't pro life, man. Pro birth. They just want to get the babies here. Um, so Deontay Wilder was a meme because he was talking about what was it he was talking about? I just remember to this day. Oh, he was talking about day. racial. It was a black reporter that asked him what. Uh, what experiences are you because he was saying shit like you know they done had us like this for a long time and it's on purpose and a black reporter was like what do you mean what do you mean they've had us like this and he was like the fuck the fuck like this is what's going on to this day like that's what that came to from. this day so there's another sound bite of him recently talking about a fight and i just i just want to play it i'm gonna play it real quick Hey, Dominique Brazil asked for this. I didn't go seek him, he seeked me. So if it comes, it comes. This is a brutal sport. This is not a gentleman's sport. I keep saying this is not a gentleman's sport. We don't ask to hit each other in the face, but we does anyway. And you can ask any doctor around the world, he'll tell you the head is not meant to be hit. Anybody can go. And on this particular time, we have bad blood against each other. This is the only sport where you can kill a man and get paid for it at the same time. It's legal. So why not use my right to do so? We does. We does. I don't, you know, <laughs> listen. When it I came didn't seek to, him, he seeked me. <laughs> when it came to that last meme that he had, the to this day, mm-hmm. he communicated that very eloquently. <laughs> he didn't make them kind of mistakes. So. I don't, it's like, I don't know if it's testosterone and adrenaline <laughs> that's making him like he's just in the moment right now or if that first time was a fluke <laughs> or or since then he been hit in the face too many times. He might have been hit in the face too many times. I don't know. That ain't the, the Deontay Wilder I remember from last time. Listen y'all, I played this before the episode started and he was like what happened to his English? <laughs> That man English has been compromised somehow. He was way too passionate last time for that shit to be like written or scripted. He said that shit from the heart. But now he talking about some seeked and does. We does. What? Wow. But then, but then outside of the English, think about what he's saying. This is the only sport where you get paid to kill a man. Why wouldn't I take advantage of that? Because you shouldn't want to murder. That's why. <laughs> is that really how boxers look at boxing? 
I don't know shit about boxing. That's Somebody tell Deontay me, are they trying to kill the people when they in there? Or are they trying to get the upper hand on them in a bout? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> because I, when I meet a dude that's a boxer, I, I really want to know if he got murder capabilities. I want to know if I wrong him somehow, if he going to want to punch me until I can't fucking live. <laughs> So you stop breathing. Yeah, I need to know that. <laughs> All right, I need to know that. That I mean, I, just, I don't. Even, <laughs> it just don't make sense to me. Mike Tyson had some weird ways of looking at shit too. He did. M Mike Tyson was like, if a uh, if a boxer turned down a fight, that's disrespectful to me. That's taking food out of my family's mouth. Because I'm trying to make a living. So if I'm trying to fight you for a paycheck and you're not trying to fight me, <laughs> y'all gonna have beef with your motherfucking ass. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that don't sound right. It's like, I feel like I need to just put together a whole bunch of videos of boxers because we know Muhammad Ali last interview was. But it's what happened when you get all them blows to the head. Man, Muhammad Ali's last interview was sad as hell. All them blows to the head. That fight that they told him not to fight, he went back on the yep. Johnny Carson show or whoever show he went on that he had been on before. Uh -huh. And I, I had been watching the videos and I was like, these are some good interviews. And then that last one, I was like, fuck. Yep. Is this what happened? Mm -hmm. That shit was hard to watch. All them shots to the head, man. So Deontay Wilder, I mean, he might have just, since that, to this day, he might have been hit in the head a couple of times i don't know but when i i heard the sound bite i was like what in the fuck is he saying what is this these words what <laughs> and yeah the killing he saying he get paid to kill is problematic it's just like sir you get paid you get paid to fight <laughs> now if fighting happens to end up in somebody dying that's very unfortunate for the deceased but you get paid to fight. You don't get paid to kill. <laughs> so I don't know if this is how boxers think. If he is misconstrued, if he's just doing this for a dramatic effect, I don't know. <laughs> Pardon, you don't want to know. Yeah. I got to add something too. <laughs> because we, I got a tweet. Okay. About how I was pronouncing Joaquin. All right. I don't remember you mispronouncing Joaquin. I I absolutely mispronounced Joaquin because I've heard people saying it, and I know I wasn't saying that shit last week, but I was using that name. <laughs> I don't know if I was saying Joe Quinn or Joe Queen. I don't know what I was saying, <laughs> but I just wanted to let y'all know I'm smart at what I'm smart at. Okay, <laughs> linguistics is not one of those things. I all feel right? like I must not have known who you were referring to because uh, I wouldn't let you kept saying jo jo it's Joaquin like. <laughs> Listen, I hope me saying Joaquin all crazy, jo Joaquin, don't Joaquin. balance, don't don't take the balance away from whatever little intelligence that I've been throwing out there. <laughs> but I'm just going to reiterate, I'm smart at what I'm smart at, <laughs> and it's a lot of shit I'm dumb at. <laughs> I just try my best at not exposing myself for what I'm dumb at. But here go one of them moments <laughs> where I'm talking about Joaquin. <laughs> Like it's a black name. Ooh, Joaquin. <laughs> like listen, Joaquin Phoenix. Listen. 
You've never known that that's how he... But that's the only reason. The only reason you know it is because there's actors named Joaquin. That is the only reason I know, yeah. Because it's American not... American fucking English just teach, prepare me for shit because like that. Because it's not an English name. But that's what I'm saying. But Amer- you don't say Jesus when you see it. You know it's Jesus. I mean, you just hadn't seen it enough, I guess, to know that it was Joaquin. What, what I'm saying is... <laughs> American English didn't prepare me for them letter combinations together. Okay, that's J O A Q U I N. Yeah, Joaquin J O A ain't never been no Y. Okay, and then Keen, you ain't never been fucking silent. Yeah, it's Quinn. Usually it's Quinn. You make the uh and the ooh sound, but see that's that shit. That's that American shit. That's that shit where we so cocky we don't feel like a motherfucker like me need to be cultured for nothing. We're America. Yeah, we got everything we need. We got fucking bald eagles. We got flags. Red, white, and fucking blue stars. We're the first people on the moon. We got all this shit. We don't need no fucking other letters. We don't need no other languages. This is all we need. And that's why motherfuckers coming over here speaking English, speaking five languages. Yep. Talking shit about you in your face, and you just an American. Like, and, the, <laughs> and the only thing you can say is, "This is America." Speak English. Speak American. <laughs> yes. They say speak American. They stupid people do. Oh, did you watch Arthur? I did. Did oh, you man, hear I about, about this story? Mr. Ratburn will be marrying a man in this new season. Yes. People. You know what the main shock of this was? What? Arthur fucking still being on the air. What the hell? <laughs> 22 seasons strong. I didn't know. <laughs> they was coming out with them DW and Arthur memes. Yeah. And I thought like the shit was done 10 years ago. <laughs> that little fist that they had. Yes. Not just that one. It was a whole bunch of the inappropriate girl. ones. Yeah, yeah. But What's her name? Susie? What? The girl. DW? The little, is her name DW? Yeah. Okay. His sister? Yeah. Yeah, his sister DW. Oh. I was like, Arthur still on? Yeah. Shit. People are angry that Mr. Ratburn, so the kids are going to the wedding of their teacher, Mr. Ratburn, who produces will reveal to be gay. Uh, in the episode, it's assumed that Mr. Ratburn is marrying Patty, a female voiced by uh, Jane Lynch, but then a groom enters. And you find out that Mr. Ratburn... So it's a, it's, it's a surprise that they found out in a show, like yes. a soap opera, goddamn. Yes, like... Mr. Ratburn's gay. Yeah. Like, but nobody you know knew. what? I don't think. I think people are retroactively angry. Gay agenda. I don't think nobody was grown and watching that show. No. And then got mad. No. And I think the kids watching that show probably used to that shit now in this yes. world. So I think the people that are mad are people who used to watch Arthur, who read the <laughs> shit, and it's like, they doing gay shit on Arthur? It wasn't no gay shit on Arthur when I was growing up. <laughs> oh man, the gay agenda, man. They trying to fuck these kids up, man. They trying to make these kids gay, man. They want to be boys like me, man. I don't like this shit, man. <laughs> gay agenda, man. Let me go watch some Umar Johnson videos. <laughs> like, chill the fuck out, man. That ain't even the worst part of the situation. It's a gay rat. It, it is ain't even. And it's an inter, interspecies relationship. It is. It's it, a rat and an art bark. How the fuck they the same size? <laughs> Okay, it's bigger questions about this situation. Okay, <laughs> we got continuity issues with this. Our bark and a rat ain't the same size. Number one. <laughs> number two, that relationship ain't gonna work. No, no, no a real relationship. I mean, goddamn, y'all, y'all got more shit to be. 
he was pissed. He was pissed. Like, didn't nobody think? Didn't nobody think Barney might be a pedophile? Yeah. Okay. He is a grown man as damn dinosaur hanging around kids. <laughs> nobody thought no shit about that. No, right. But they don't want Mr. Ratburn to be gay. It's not okay. It's the gay no, agenda. Fuck that, man. They let all of this different imaginative stuff happen when it come to, you know, kids entertainment. But as soon as it start getting, as soon as Daughter Explorer come out, oh, why they got our kids watching Spanish? <laughs> this is America. We speak American. <laughs> I forgot about people was upset with Daughter Explorer yes. when that shit first came out. They was now, mad Arthur, at Diego. Now you, they mad listen, at you ain't gave a fuck about Mr. Ratburn. There's no character, no way. <laughs> This whole time, okay. Let Mr. Ratburn get married, okay. Listen, y'all. This is the world we got. This is the world we got. And I know people are trying to manipulate legislation to create the world that they want, but this is the world we got, man. I'm going to teach my kids about inclusion. I'm going to teach my children about diversity. I'm going to introduce my children to other languages. I'm going to make sure my children know that if their sexuality is something different than what society says it should be, that they'll still be accepted by me. Like, because the reality is the world has changed and it's continued to change. Yeah. And a lot of conservatives, I'm sorry to go back to that shit, but a lot of conservatives have the dialogue about changing shit and finding new ways of dealing with stuff, but they never have no solutions. Nope. The essence of the fucking word conservative means to keep shit the same. To conserve. Okay. They are not interested in finding new ways of shit. They are interested in taking shit back and conserving those old ways. And it's the same when it comes to new ways of people existing like homosexuality. People think homosexuality just came out of nowhere in the last however many years. Bitch, no. We just had a society. That would drag your ass down the street on a truck as much as if you was black as if you was gay. Just depending on which one you were in the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason that it didn't happen more with gay people is because you can not, you, you, can gay, you can't that. see gay from the outside. Yeah, you can't have being you black. You see blackness from the outside <laughs> like a motherfucker. Is. So we always going to have issues. <laughs> you know, and that's not to say that a gay person should hide their sexuality or should have to. Because we shouldn't have a society that's so intolerant that we can't even allow a person to make a decision that they want to make. That we wouldn't make for ourselves, but we want to assert our disagreement it with that shit, shit on how they respond, how they got, act. It ain't got nothing to do with you. That's hell, folks. Uh, who do people sleep with? You don't think about who straight people sleeping with. Why the fuck do you care? Like, this has no impact on your life whatsoever. It doesn't do anything to you, for you, against you. None of that shit. Look, like <laughs> I don't know what song it was in, but Jay-Z said some of the realest shit. What you eat don't make me shit. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it don't, man. Mind your fucking business. Mind your business. Oh, your life will be spared. Wait a minute, that's you. Mind your fucking business, so your life will be spared. Who's that? Juvenile. Oh, oh. I can't see it. Niggas try to make me holler, bitch. I can't be it. <laughs> you Till then, the I'm gonna be thugging behind a project building, <laughs> smoking that fire be with my ghetto children. Plotting on a way that we can make a million live in large. That juvenile 400, 400 degrees album was fucking amazing. <laughs> Go. 
I'm sorry. California bride is combining her wedding with her aunt's open casted funeral to save money on the church. <laughs> she, uh, what? She's going to have her wedding and her aunt's open casted funeral at the same time so that she doesn't have to rent the church out twice. <laughs> Damn shame. <laughs> She wrote a thing, dear friends and family of the blank wedding. <clears throat> Some of you have may gotten the news already, but Aunt Karen has sadly passed away from natural causes. We are all deeply saddened about her loss, but we promise that we will not cancel the wedding next week. In her honor, we know she would want us to celebrate and have a day filled with love and joy. That's fine. That part. I would also like to add that the funeral costs are skyrocketing and we will be having an open casket session during some of the wedding processions feel free to stop by during the wedding to say goodbye she will be on display for those who wish to gain some closure remember even though losing loved ones we love we can, can be heartbreaking there is also joy in celebrating love and partnership in marriage we are excited to see you all there on saturday <laughs> what how? How are you gonna have those two? One is a happy occasion, one is a sad. How are you gonna say you gonna have her on display? Like she's some kind of fucking museum exhibition. Like she probably didn't like her aunt. <laughs> she couldn't have to do this. Like, man, that bitch ain't finna ruin my wedding. We having it anyway. If people wanna come see her ass, then we'll just have her there too. <laughs> like, there's no way. There's no way. That's not gonna work. The people who love that Karen gonna be crying and shit. It gonna be sad, and you want them to then come sit in your fucking wedding and be happy for you. Those two things don't go together. You can't combine those two things successfully. I mean, obviously you can because she's doing it, but it's not gonna be successful. I can't see everybody walking away from that being like, you know what? I have closure, and I'm excited about this new chapter in her life. I just don't see it mm, happening. Mm, mm. That is, oh. Now I went to a bridal shower and a baby shower that was combined because my friend got engaged. Then she got found out she was pregnant and she was, had the baby shower and the bridal shower together. That made sense. Those are both happy occasions. She's having a baby. She's getting married. So that's fine. You can combine those two things. A wedding and a funeral? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that you can't even put them two words together. It makes sense. <laughs> Funeraline, <laughs> wetero. Nah, they don't. It don't look good. It's not a good look. Also, mm-hmm. this week was a bad week for some of these rappers because you might as well just punch your aunt in the face. Yeah. While she in the casket, <laughs> just do that. That'd be better. Why you cremate her? Like who's a who's okay with this? Uh, open. Then it's an open casket, but, so they gotta go look at this dead lady and then come look at y'all. Who the fuck is okay with it? Like ain't no <laughs> other family member saying if she do this, I'm gonna kill this bitch. Like her cousin ain't saying that shit. I swear to goddamn God, if she had my mama sitting out there open at her wedding, I'm gonna kill that bitch. I'm gonna choke her. I'm gonna choke her till the bubble stop. I'm gonna I'm just gonna choke her. She can't. She can't crush a windpipe. Like what? Like what? It's, I don't see why a a cousin would not be saying that shit. I like, wish the fuck somebody my would. mama like for this shit to happen. She got to have a small family. She got to be one of them boss bossy family types where she just call the shots, and the aunt have to have just not been well liked. But I don't see why you wouldn't just cremate her and just not even have a funeral service for her then. So she got to be valued enough by somebody. And then for it to be open casket, tell me you can stop by. She'll be on display. You can stop by. What? 
what the fuck and how do you dress you dress as two different ways for those occasions i don't know if i'm supposed to dress solemnly in black because it's a funeral or if i'm supposed to be in spring shit because it's a wedding what am i supposed to do i don't know <laughs> how do i dress for that <laughs> okay um did you have something i, I was going I, we got to end the show doing these questions oh okay what All else right. did you have Bruh, two rappers got shot at this week. Why if Lucci, which oh, yeah. I only know him because he was dating Lil Wayne's daughter. Don't care. And then Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti got shot. Got shot at his uh, tour oh, bus. Yeah. Got shot up after he gave Should a free fan appreciation concert in Nashville. Na- it's Nashville. What you doing there, <laughs> man? That's country capital. <laughs> they were probably some white boys with fucking America hats on. <laughs> Let's make America great again. Air Force Ones. Yeah, we go ahead and do the questions there. All right, I'm just we gonna shotgun questions and just answer them as okay. quick as we can. We can elaborate. You can elaborate if you want to, whatever. Okay. But um, we're gonna keep going now. Uh, as I said earlier on the podcast, hey, if you got answers to some of these questions, go to the Facebook page, throw them on there. We trying to get some engagement up. Um, let's try to have some conversations, please. Thanks. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how strict were your parents? My dad was not strict at all, so zero. And my mom was like a 9.5. My mama was a five. It was the middle. Just depend on her day. We couldn't do shit. If my mama couldn't be there, we didn't. none of us played sports. None of us had any after-school shit because my mama worked third shift. So if she couldn't be there to take you to practice and be there at the game, your ass couldn't so be there. So nobody did shit? And they, and all we did Y'all didn't ac- have no extracurricular activities? Academic stuff. That's garbage. Yeah, nobody played anything. Would y'all have liked to have played sports, but just couldn't? I wanted to be. I I got to be in concert band because it was during the school period. I wanted to be in marching band because all my friends went on the march. I couldn't be in marching band. Learned Damn. to play the clarinet and couldn't be in marching band. Damn. So we couldn't do shit. If she wasn't now, so has that me? created a? As you think for you, that created mm-hmm. a life where when you have kids, you're going. They're to, gonna be in everything. Okay, they are going to anything because what I hated about that was. I discovered shit that I like doing so late in life that I might have made a different career choice with. You know what I'm saying? Like photography, I didn't realize. I mean, and that may be not something I would have learned in school. Graphic design. Like these are things that had I been able to do extra shit in school, I might have figured out or been encouraged yeah. to like explore. And I wasn't. So then I found out I got all of these like little natural talents at shit that it's too late to, to do anything. So I want my kids to explore all of their options so they can figure out what the fuck they want to do and do, make a, a, a more informed decision than i did so okay who was your worst teacher and why miss hewitt i forgot what her name blood no miss hewitt or miss bloodsworth miss hewitt was a, a math teacher who until she got tenure was scared to do shit she wouldn't let you go bathroom because she didn't want to get in trouble because she didn't have tenure that's all we kept hearing she ain't got the <laughs> bitch where you gonna get this tenure we tired <laughs> of you miss bloodsworth was an english teacher and she just sucked because she was this really mousy small lady and everybody went we play the reason i know how to play spades so good is because i played in english class <laughs> mine is miss a smith sixth grade teacher she was social studies teacher she was just an old mean lady just old mean lady think about that old mean lady at your church just mean for no reason oh my third grade teacher was bad too miss cross she like a witch white lady long black hair might have been a week. Might have been wicked. <laughs> Who is your favorite teacher and why? Miss Strickland. I write. The reason I write poetry and know that I can is because Miss Strickland encouraged me to do so in ninth grade. Um, and I had her for senior English too, but 
she's the reason why literature is so important to me like beowulf and reading all of that stuff and like learning that i was capable of writing poetry and writing stories and stuff so she helped me discover that so like hands down miss strickland i wish i had a teacher that was ever that motivating my favorite teacher was miss cox because she was fine and she used to call me ed lover <laughs> it made me think she liked me too she was like ed lover i was like oh she liked she, she liked me I, I, I ain't know nothing about meat back then i was just like oh yeah oh god uh what was your favorite toy growing up i don't know if i had a favorite. so i had a batman and robin action figure set okay i took them shits everywhere with me okay and played with them and batman disappeared at one point so i was just playing with robin my dumb ass is just playing with robin nobody <laughs> like robin and uh and i and it turns out that i found batman at some point in a hole in the wall that we had because me and my brother always like we big so we always if we ever got into a scuffle we'll knock a hole into the wall hell no yeah and it was in one of the holes in the wall and i was like my brother did that shit probably hit it because i never let him play with him he <laughs> threw that fucking batman in the wall i never out said of spite. shit <laughs> maybe i had a plush i watched gummy bears as a kid that was my favorite shit. gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere yeah so I had the girl, I can't even remember her name now, but the the young girl gummy bear, I had a plush version of her that I would I would have it. So I was a weird kid. I would have her sitting with me while I watched gummy bears and my mom would buy me gummy bears and I would eat them and watch the show. And I took that fucking thing with me everywhere. So probably that. Okay. If you could time travel, when would you go? Undergrad. Undergrad. Oh, like So you're you not going and coming back? So you know, so however you, you want to answer it. So you don't mean okay? Cause I was gonna say like, because if time travel, like I don't want to go back further in time because my black ass wasn't gonna have no good time then. So I was doing my life because <laughs> like any so further. So are you back, saying if you could go back to it and live it from that moment? Yeah, and with, oh. with the knowledge I have now, though, oh makes yeah, some different choices. So what do you think would be different if I went back? So let's answer that question. Okay. Instead of just where when we go, if I went back to undergrad. If you, if you went back to undergrad and changed some decisions, what you think you would change at this point? Um, my major, I would not have got a, a criminal justice major because it. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> How many of the people that you were with you would have still dated? Probably none of them. <laughs> well, no, I probably would have still dated Tarvis because that was just fun. He was crazy, but it was kind of fun. Uh, the basketball player would never have happened. I would have went natural a lot earlier and got on the the beginning of that on youtube i'd be balling right now if i had got on the like the the front end of the the whole natural hair youtuber shit i would have done and it was some shit i could do for my dorm room i'd have been making bank and going to school yeah <laughs> um but yeah and, and i was talking to some kids on my caseload college was was i grew up in a small town my dad was an alcoholic and everybody knew he was an alcoholic college was a time where i got to figure out who i was and not be connected to that family you know what i'm saying so like for me it was the time of me figuring out who the fuck red was and 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 just figuring out what i liked and didn't like about people in the world in general because i didn't have the ability to do that so it was just a good time in my life i feel like but that makes these <clears throat> conversations hard for me because i would not be where i am right now true i don't i mean i'm, I'm literally okay i would not know anybody i know because true the change i would have went back and did was i would have never went to auburn university mm. and the only reason i even went to aum was because i could only get the credits 
from Auburn University to transfer. To transfer. To I wouldn't have been able to transfer them credits to some other schools. See, if even if I change, well, I might not have moved to Village Green and we might not have met. So it's like, man, you got to weigh out the shit that I would lose. Yeah. I mean, for what I, I mean, I don't know. I, I still would have people that I value in my life. Yeah. So I'm only comparing it to the end. Like if somebody walked, uh, knocked on the door right now and had a device that would literally take us back to a time mm-hmm. and they gave us 24 hours to think about it, man, that would be a fucking hard ass 24 hours. You don't I'm know where you would want to go? I would go back to that. I mean, that was immediately the first thing that came in my I mind. don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't want to go or in the future, but I definitely my black again going into our past is not beneficial if you're black. So I don't want to go. Well, no yeah, yeah. I mean, I if we could go into our own personal past yeah. and go like relive it mm-hmm. with the knowledge we have now, I would not relive childhood, high school. I think I. Oh shit! <laughs> we could relive it with the knowledge we have now. Yeah, I might go back to 1980. Goddamn, four when you were born. Yes. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why the year you were born? You gonna start from the beginning? If I knew everything I knew now, man, and my love for those alternative timelines, it'll be interesting to know what the fuck I could impact, man. For real. <laughs> oh, you just want to go fuck some shit up. I feel like I'll be like, I, I could stop my daddy from going to jail. But what would that shit do? You know what I'm saying? How would that have impact? Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. I college would be where I would go. Undergrad, not grad school you don't think you could go back to your childhood and do anything that would change anything no Mm-mm. because you could it, at least reduce some of the whoopings you would have got i don't care that, the shit you uh, did but that them whoopings didn't do shit to me i'm a, the whoopings ain't even the, the trauma so like i don't give a shit about them whoopings i don't feel like i could do anything that would my dad was going to be an alcoholic my mom was going to be enabling because of her own past with her own father it was a cycle thing so there, I don't think I could have went back and did anything as a kid that would have changed. Go back and slap your daddy while he was passed I out got drunk. My ass whooped while he was passed out drunk. If my mama saw me, I still would have got my ass. I know you don't walked in and seen your daddy passed out <laughs> drunk yeah, without your mama being around. Oh, yeah, and wanted to kick him. Man, look, go in there and slap his ass like baby powder from how high slap straight across the face. We would go sometimes, and I would just be so mad, like, look at this motherfucker, like just want to kick him because he'd be on the floor. <laughs> I would never do that, but like in my mind, I whooped his ass a many times. I need to go back. Like my mama told me that daddy used to hide money all around the house. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a kid, I should go. I, I should probably go get money, collect all and then of it, hide, bury it in the ground. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or do something. Mm-hmm. Well, my mama did also tell me a story about one time he misplaced his own money and thought she had took it. So it turned into a situation. So that might not have been good. That probably would have been a <laughs> bad idea. It would have been like the butterfly effect. Uh-huh. You know, when you go back and you start changing shit, and then because I took the money, I watched my mama get her ass beat in the living room. Yep. <laughs> like, like shit. <laughs> <laughs> How do I fix this? It's going to be like when you fucked your brother over with that whole writing the name, his name and lipstick on the thing, and he got a whooping and you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an interesting conversation to have. Hey, hey, this is an interesting conversation. If you're listening to the podcast, give us some feedback about where you would go back in time in your life to change. If you would do it, would if you, you would, go back. would you take the risk? Let's see. What's your best childhood memory? Um, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> uh, I used to go to Huntsville um, and spend summers up there because my cousin's the only child. 
and I have three brothers, so like our parent, my our moms was just like they're girls, they can hang out together, and my cousin was cooler than me um and she had her friends and i was just kind of this thing that she didn't really want to have to deal with so i ended up hanging out with her dad a lot of time because i'm I, I was the kind of person that if i know you don't want me around i'm not gonna force it you know what i'm saying so they would be like oh crystal's going to do this you could go and i knew she didn't want me to go so i'd just be like no i don't feel well i'm just gonna you know because i ain't finna go and be somewhere where i ain't fucking wanted all day this fuck i look like and this was your cousin who didn't want to be with you yeah because she was a teenager and like like we're close now older is she than you she's not that but you gotta understand i was like stunned because of being in the household that i was in I and, and and i didn't drag you know crystal had the best of everything and i came up there with my little raggedish you know what i said like she, yeah. i just wasn't the cousin that you want to like introduce to your friends like if you're you some, ever had that conversation mm -mm, we haven't talked about it because what i found out is that i thought she was this really super confident like and she had her own securities at that time that i knew nothing about because all i could see is you got both of your parents both of your parents are cool and they do stuff with you your dad doesn't drink and you don't have to you know y'all you always have food you ain't got to worry about you ain't got to eat ramen noodles because you ain't gotta, like i just looked at her life and thought it was so perfect and so as we've gotten older and we've gotten to know each other better i realized that there was shit going on in her life that i had no idea about but so one of those times that she went off with her friends and I stayed, her dad took me to the PX because they're both ex-military. So we went on base and it was the first time I played the Sims mm -hmm. and he bought me the original Sims game and it didn't really matter up there. It was kind of fun, but like going back home and being able to create a space with a life like what I wanted to have as opposed to what I had was so helpful to me so him buying and he has no idea we i've never told him this but him buying me that sims game helped so much when i went back home that because i always hated going like i hated going up there because it was so cool we did stuff together they were like a family family i didn't like going up there because like i would get used to that and then i gotta go back to what i'm used to and i hated it and so it took me so long to get like half of the trip would be me like being standoffish because i'm like i'm gonna have to go back home anyway i don't and then once i get involved and then we're hanging out and going to movies and shit here come my mama coming to get me to take me back to what my actual fucking life looked like so about getting the sims for the first time it's surprising how little something can seem in general that made such a good time for you yeah but my when I was a kid, my cousins used to come down for the summer, and they was a military family, so they moved all over the place, so we never consistently got to see them. Mm -hmm. But they would come down every summer, and Terry and Danielle, and they would come down, and we would just have fun, fun. Like, it was just not fun when it was just me and my brother. Mm -hmm. But when Terry and Danielle came down, it was all four of us. My, we lived next door to my grandparents, so they slept over there and we slept next door. Mm -hmm. But all during the summer, we would just wake up and go straight to grandma and them house. We'd get up and play. And every time at some point in the summer, they they parents, Aunt Regina, Uncle Terry, would send them a box full of toys. Mm -hmm. And I know they were theirs, you know what I'm saying? But like they were so open to let us play with the toys and things of that nature. So it was just exciting you know one thing i think i told this story in the podcast before one thing that happened is my granddaddy used to have us walk around the block every morning mm -hmm. um and i don't know why but me and my cousin and my brother was 
my cousin was telling us about a magazine that he found out about called a Playboy. Oh, geez. and I was like, "Oh, what a Playboy!" So we was just talking about it, and it was like, "It'll be cool if we found a Playboy." And we continue walking, and there was a Playboy magazine <laughs> in the middle of the street. This is the kind of shit that happened in my life that make me think it's something universe, some universal force out there is dictating some shit. I don't know if I want to call it God. I don't know if it's just like a trickster type situation where it's like I then but we were talking about a playboy and, and a playboy was just in the <laughs> middle of the fucking road in the middle of the road like straight like I'm saying if you can align the edge of the road mm-hmm. with how the, the spine of the magazine and you could measure out between the curbs where the exact middle of the road was mm-hmm. it was right there seemingly for us <laughs> untouched brand new that's funny playboy magazine and we like hid it over in the bushes so for the next three or four days we were just trying to go walk around the block until it rained until it rained and then it rained on it but that's like one of those magical childhood moments Mm -hmm. where it's like oh man i remember that and we just had fun with them i just realized because that was the first thing that popped in my mind but i just realized like how much that meant to me the sims because everybody always asks me about like you play the sims i don't really play as much now i did in college still i play hardcore in college still a lot and i never realized that that was what it began from but that's why i play the sims is i bet it's it was hard been. to realize what kind of daddy a daddy could be mm-hmm. and then go back to your daddy yep the first time i spent because my uncle tony like my uncle tony is like the if any any mom that has a daughter any dad that has a daughter that wants their daughter to get with a good guy the good guy they are describing is my uncle tony my uncle tony is amazing like he caters to my aunt and my cousin like he is an amazing man he got his faults but he's such a good guy and so the first time and he treated me they treated me like their daughter when i was up there okay like Actually, I found out when I was older that my aunt had talked to my mom about me because she knew how fucked up shit was at our house about and they couldn't have any more kids about me moving in with them and like going to school in Huntsville. And and I used to have resentment at my mom for her. not. It's like, what the fuck you kept me here for? Like, I could have went up there and went to a different school and had a better education. Like, I could have been involved because Crystal was involved. In her her parents were the parents that anything she wanted, ballet, whatever it is she wanted to try out, they let her try it out. But um, he always treated me like his kid. Like I never felt different. You know what I'm saying? Like he never like would do something for Crystal that he wouldn't do for me. Like he treated me like I was their I was their daughter when I was up there. And so yeah, it was hard. That was sucky. <laughs> like I said, I, it took me forever to get comfortable because I know it's like I don't want to get used to this because I'm gonna have to go back to my shit and my shit ain't like this. Their house was nicer. Like they did stuff as a family. They actually went places. Their parents did. My parents worked all the time because they had you know factory jobs where they didn't make a lot of money so to make up the ends you know they got they had to work more hours and inconvenient hours and we didn't do shit you know and i got to go do stuff so yeah that was hard it was hard every every and then it would make me mad because i would come home and my mom be like why are you talking like crystal why you don't talk like that what like bitch let me can i have this (laughs) let me hang on to this please (laughs) shit but yeah That's the gonna be the last one. Okay. Um, but let's let's answer about six or seven of these at, at the end of every show. Okay. 
And what I want to do, listeners, is just try to find a way to make ourselves more engaged so that we can get a pattern of communicating back so that we can get more engaged with the community. Do any of y'all play The Sims? I, I feel like... I want to know if anybody listening plays The Sims. Because I get a lot of shit from people about The Sims. I don't know why. But this is a... Why would you want to do that? It's just you living your life. Why would you want to play a game that's just like... Because I can control that. I can't control my fucking life. Okay? I control these little sim... These little pixelated people, though. Let me live. So, yeah. Oh, I like these questions. Uh, it's a list of 68 questions. I like them. But uh, if you don't mind, give us a little feedback on them questions and see how y'all... Uh, what would y'all answer? Y'all's answer to the question, so... Anyway, we are we at two oh five. All right. So, um, you got anything else on your mind? I do not. Well, until we come the next conversation, we out. Holla. Holla.